Hello. We are about to embark on a journey to a far away place. A planet very similar to ours, but with its own evolutionary history. It's called Ankara. Humans will visit this planet one day, but we don't have to wait. We can travel there together, now, in our minds. Take a moment to place your human body into a comfortable position. You can lie down or sit on a pillow or a chair. Whatever you choose, find your balance in it. Take a deep inhalation and let it go. Feel your breath travel to all the little crinkles of your body. Breathe into the crown of your head. Breathe into the tips of your fingers. Breathe into your toenails. Let this body that carries you through all the complexities of life take a break. Let it rest and let your mind come with me. Where are we going, you ask? Well, here. And also, here. And, oh, there. Really, well, you are everywhere. Your perspective is fluid. You perceive the world in many ways at once, from many angles. It's as though many, many colors are washing over you. You can perceive each and every hue and feel their harmony, their dissonance. You can accept and hold more than one truth. You are going to experience the world as I experience it. I am called the Gaia, and I facilitate life on the planet Ankara. It's a pleasure to formally meet. I, I hope you've enjoyed our little tours of my planet. I do love it so. Let me help you be me for the next 10 minutes. We are a gigantic fungal mass. In lots of places, we show up as little fungal fruiting bodies. In others, we're operating in tiny invisible mycorrhiza. Our mycelial network covers all of Ankara. It's a dazzling web, crooked lines reaching out far and wide. Our distributed consciousness allows us to feel things in multiple places around the planet. Our air and waterborne spores even allowed us to set up shop in most of the plants and animals on Ankara, so we maintain a level of connection with all life forms at all times. Let me take a moment to clarify something. For when you're back in your old body and perhaps want to publish a scientific paper on the subject, when we touch a new object, we take microscopic samples from it. We move those samples throughout our mycelial network so they can be recorded and analyzed in nodes. Nodes are little knots in the mycelial network that act as tiny chemistry labs. 
when a node finishes its analysis, it broadcasts it across the network. Other nodes do the same, and eventually they reach a consensus as to what this object might be. Once a certain critical threshold of nodes share the same conclusion, this information is stored for future reference and passed across the mycelial network in the form of proteins. This distributed brain has the capacity to think, plan, and feel complex emotions. Oh, what was that? Oh, we know what that is. That's pink jew rot. Pink jew rot affects pink jew trees, lovely old trees on the coast of Salabad Ocean, where those lovely pasta-shaped tubopus live. Hmm, oh, it's not just a little rot. Oh, no, oh boy, that's a lot of rot. This is not just the usual with one standard deviation of rot that happens every 13 years. Nope, if something doesn't change, they're not going to survive. And if they go down, that's less vitamin M in the tubopus diet, which they need to live. So if they go down, then that means, oh, okay, okay, enough, enough thinking about it. Time for action. We're going to need some dry weather. It's been raining pretty hard in the region. Lots of big storms. That might have been an unintended consequence of making that jet stream dip further down. Our bad, but we can't get hung up on mistakes. We're spinning plates here. Okay there, nice and dry. We might have to keep things like this for at least a couple months to really knock back the rot. Ugh, managing a planetary ecosystem is exhausting. But this is what we've evolved to do. We know nothing else. Time passes with relative gentleness. It's been a little while without major incident. Sure, there are still plenty of forest fires, tsunamis, earthquakes, and on and on, but nothing's teetering. Nothing is threatening the biodiversity here on Ankara. During times like this, we can relax and enjoy our newest hobby, flower breeding. We take great pleasure in flowers, an organism in the peak of its sexuality. We can feel the life force. It's bursting with life and calling out to create more. We feel safe, warm. Let that comfy warmth coat us. Let's indulge for just a moment. Hey, for all the work we do, can anyone blame us if we get high now and then? We suddenly feel something enormous splash down in the ocean far away. It's huge. What of that size could just fall in the middle of the ocean like that? We grudgingly leave our pretty garden and move more of our attention towards it. There, floating in the ocean, not too far from shore. It's big and, yep, a metallic. There are bipedal creatures wrapped in synthetic materials swimming towards shore. All right, 
sensors indicate good nitrogen in the soil. Atmospheric anomalies are nominal. Need to run a chemical Keep analysis. your hazmat suits on, everyone. So there's birds on this Atmosphere planet. We better start sir. clearing these trees. Back to work we go. Everywhere they step, we can collect samples and calculate insights. Okay, got through their synthetic casing. These things don't have any evolutionary connection to life on Ankara. Take the DNA, for example. Double helix, sure, just like ours, and the same nitrogenous bases. And sure, there are lots of similarities with the warm-blooded animals we know and love, but the differences are just too different to say it's part of the same evolutionary history. Oh, and they sure do like to break stuff. They're already cutting down a tree. We keep sampling and puzzling. They have a fairly sophisticated language. Not as sophisticated as Hmong darts, but certainly not primitive. The males seem overly preoccupied with breaking things. The females seem to be the only ones keeping it all together. This is all very weird. We're wary, but their numbers are pretty small, and it looks like their flesh tears easily. We'll bookmark this and check on these visitors from time to time. Our attention is gathered among the northern mountains, the ones whose ice glow purple in the dusk light. The brisk air blows all around and through us, but it doesn't make us cringe. It's gentle all the same. We sense something appearing by the camp of visitors. We better go check on it. A few of the visitors have started a fire among the trees. They are placing the fires deliberately in shrubby areas. Wow, they've really cleared a lot of space in a very short amount of time. We know exactly what to do. See those hornet's nests right there? How about we shift our consciousness into our little fungal deposits inside some giant hornets? Jesus, they're everywhere. Good God, they're huge. Get them off me, get them off me. Ah! <laughs> there they go, straight for the visitors. They're fighting for the suits. Ah, they're in my hair. Run. Ah! Well, that dispersed those knuckleheads pretty quickly. We better move some pressure systems around and bring some rain over here in the next few hours. Sure, they'll probably be back, but we'll be here, waiting. Final episode of Meditations, the latest Spacetime Diaries project. Written by Janice Morgan and Gon Patel. Composed by David Scott Russell. Co-produced by David Scott Russell, Daniel Linus, and Gon Patel.